It's time now for Gina Gardner and Friends, the show that shares stories from inspiring people, from a wide range of expert guests, all focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Gina Gardner is a multiple number one international best-selling author, motivational speaker, business coach, and trainer. She's the founder of Genuinely You, and has over 30 years experience of helping people step into their genuine, authentic power, personally and professionally. One day, I'll teach chemistry to kids. I'm going to be an architect. My dream is to be a chef. This is a world of possibilities. A world in which people who put their minds to something can really make a difference. My goal is to help the environment. Someday I'll find a cure for cancer. At the U.S. Department of Education's Office of Federal Student Aid, we believe that aspiring minds can achieve anything. So we dedicate ourselves to making sure everyone has an opportunity to go to college. Each year, we provide more than $150 billion in grants, loans, and work-study funds, making higher education possible for anyone at any stage of life. I can go back to college. I can change careers. I can make a difference. Federal Student Aid, proud sponsor of the American Mind. Learn more about Money for College at studentaid.gov. And now, here's your host, Gina Gardner. Hello there. A huge welcome to the Gina Gardner and Friends Show. And I'm absolutely delighted to be able to introduce Pamela Thompson to you as my guest today. Hi, Pamela. Hi, Gina. I'm very pleased to be here. Before we get started, let me share with people just a little about you. Pamela is the author of a number one best-selling book called Learning to Dance with Life, and will soon be launching her second book, The Exploits of Minerva. She is passionate about supporting women to reinvent themselves. And today's show is going to be sharing her story and her work and how that can make such a difference particularly for women, although I think the principles are true for everybody. Pamela, let's start by giving people a potted version of your history and how you came to be here. Yes, and Gina, as you know, if we've been on this planet for a few decades and we're people who um, get bored fairly easily, we do a number of things. So when I, the first part of my life, I was very driven and very left brain dominant and really dubbed down my creative side and didn't really acknowledge it. And I think that's what a lot of women do. They emulate their fathers or a man in their life and they don't recognize the creative side of their mothers. And so I went doing that for a while and I was very successful in, in the careers that I had and also in my first business that I launched, which was primarily consulting. And then I ended up reconnecting with my creative side and launched a creative healing center on the web a number of years ago. And part of what we did is we had, uh, we coach people through a variety of life transitions, men and women. And I had a network of coaches in Canada and the States. So that started me on really reconnecting with my creative side and recognizing the value of it. And realizing that we need both our logical left brain and our right brain and our masculine and feminine sides to be truly whole. And this is for men as well as women. Um, I guess if I may, I'll share a story that really came out for me 
um, in terms of one of one of the keys in my book, Learning to Dance with Life, is listen to and trust in your body's wisdom. And for a long time, I didn't realize I was doing that, but I intuitively was. I would leave if I get in a situation and I would think to myself, I'm not really getting juice by this job anymore. I wonder what else is out there. And then I'd meet somebody and an incredible opportunity would come up. Yeah. Right. And then or. I'd say, you know, who do I know? Like I wanted to, to move from doing largely domestic consulting to international, who do I know? And take them out for lunch. And then an opportunity bigger than I ever imagined could appear. So I guess I'll stop there because it's, you know, there's a lot of things I've done. However, that gives the listeners a snippet of, of my journey. It's interesting, isn't it? Because there's a number of principles there, I think, that are important to draw out. And one of those is being in tune with and listening to your body and those those inner thoughts that we often ignore because they seem inconsequential or perhaps they feel fanciful. But the other thing about that is that when opportunities come along, and that you've made a lot of opportunities um, by taking particular action, that you've actually engaged with those activities and those opportunities in full, where I think many people are fearful, an opportunity comes up and they think, well, you know, that's too big for me, maybe I can't do that, or what if I fail, or what if I look silly, or what if I succeed? Mm -hmm. And they let the opportunity go. So please share with us the, you know, how you've moved forward and grabbed those opportunities and what's been the result. I'll share I think, a story that I think might be helpful. About 18 months into my first coaching business, I was feeling frustrated. I was feeling that we weren't making enough, a big enough impact fast enough. And I happened at the time to be taking a body-centered coaching program to augment the other coaching that I'd studied. And it was the last class and the instructor said, it was via teleconference, find a line on the floor. And I, nobody else was putting their hand up, so I offered to do the demo. She said, find a line on the floor and imagine something that you really want. Now notice any fears, emotions, negative thoughts that come up for you and imagine each one of them as a rock in your knapsack on your back. Now feel them, feel the weight of them. Now release them and let them go. Now imagine crossing that line, however you wish, walk across it, run across it, jump across it and say aloud what you want. And I leapt across that line and I said, I want to play big. Within two weeks, I got an email offering me to throw my hat into the ring for one of three positions in Afghanistan. And one of them had my name on it, Gina. It was Tet Senior Technical Advisor, Strategic Planning and Performance Measurement. So anyway, long and the short, talked to my partner. He was in total support of me going and living in Kabul originally for nine months, working with the Ministry of Public Health to help them develop their first strategic plan and building the capacity of teams to do planning. Two weeks later, I was part of the interview process. And a month later, I was on the ground in Kabul. Wow. The contract. It was that fast. So I, what that does is, to me, it shows the power of when you set an intention to do something and you really believe you can do it. I wasn't even specific about what I wanted, but I said, I want to play big. I got there, Gina. 
74 departments, the Ministry of Health for the country, their first strategic plan. And there were times where I thought, oh my God, well, goodness, will my, will my processes work? Because I'm also a facilitator. And I said, you know, trust, trust, it's going to work because I want to let the listeners know that, you know, even though we're strong, we set intentions, we still have fears during the process. Yeah. And then we need to go into our bodies and trust and know that we're being supported to do the work and know in our hearts why we're doing it. And it was amazing. It was a truly life-changing experience. And I know, and, and the other thing is, you'll never guess what that line on the floor was, Gina. Cool. Across. It was an Afghan prayer mat that <laughs> my technical team in Pakistan had gifted me a number of years before. Wow. Doesn't that just give you goosebumps? It, it, <laughs> yes. You know, there are a lot of things to unpack in that. And this is a very short show. So, but what strikes me is how many people are bowed down, ground down by the rocks in their knapsack their limiting beliefs, their fears, their, their wondering about what other people will think, all of those that are keeping them playing small. And I think the, the symbolism of jumping over the line without those things in your knapsack is really important. And so if you're listening to this, I'd ask you to think about how many rocks have you got in your knapsack? And as we go into the break, I want you to think about what is it you truly want? Because you, like Pamela, can find a line in the room and make a decision that you're going to let go of those rocks and move forward. So please don't go away. We'll see you in a minute. Long day with ADT. It's safe to say. Nap time. Okay. When you know your home is protected by the largest security network in the industry. Protect what matters most with the security company that's helped save more lives than any other home security provider. Linda Breedlove is the author of the internationally acclaimed Rebel on Purpose series. Linda's mission is to help women and men discover their rebel hearts with her books. Linda Breedlove loves life. She believes she was born with a rebel heart and that the most important thing in life is to be happy with who you are. And if you're not, then do the work to make yourself happy. Linda says we all have a bit of a rebel in us and we need just to let it loose. Her books are available on Amazon.com and through her website, www.lindabreedlove.com. Welcome back. Before the break, we, Pamela was talking about the most amazing um, experience of being on a course and, and being asked to consider that each fear that was holding her back as a sort of rock in the knapsack and letting it go and stating what she wanted. And I think I'd like to just spend a couple of minutes with you exploring the importance of knowing what you want. Because so many people know what they don't want and they talk about what they don't want, but they're not clear about what they want and the purpose of what they want. What are your thoughts about that? I have a number of thoughts about that. And that, that's very true what you're saying. I guess what I feel, Gina, is really important is before people get to that point, they need to let go of certain things. 
Okay. So I I have a five-step art of change framework that's based on the metaphor life is a dance and underpinned by the belief that embracing change is a creative process that opens you up to new possibilities. And what I've done is I've drawn heavily on the work of William Bridges. Do you know him, Gina? Have you heard of him? No. He is an he was an organizational theorist. Sadly, he's passed, and he worked for over 30 years with people in organizations. And based on that, what he did is he identified that regardless of the life transition you're going through, there are three distinct phases, an ending, a neutral zone, and a new beginning. And if we don't do the work associated with each of those phases, we keep repeating the same patterns in our lives and remaining frustrated and unfulfilled. So two pieces. One that I think is really helpful to understand is what Bridges defined a life transition and a life change differently. He said that a life change is something external and situational to us, something tangible that you can see like a separation agreement, a pink slip if you're being let go. And whereas a transition is something internal and psychological. So it's internal psychological work you do to reinvent and reorient yourself to your new external reality. What happens, Gina, is a lot of people do the change, but they don't do the internal work. And so hence, they keep repeating the same crowd. And so to get to your, to respond to your question directly, in order to envision what you truly want, it's really important to do that work of that ending, the first phase, which is letting go. It could be letting go if it's a relationship, letting go of the financial security of being couple, being in a couple, letting go of the status of being in a couple, letting go of the anger you have toward your ex, whatever it is, right? And I've actually added to this phase, identifying lessons learned, identifying truly what you learned from, say, that relationship. If your husband wasn't or a partner wasn't a good communicator, maybe that's top of your list. You want a man who you can truly connect with at the heart level. Just, just say, as an example. So that's the ending, letting go, identifying lessons learned. And this neutral zone is the scary place for people because it's when you've taken the leap, you've left the relationship, you've left the job, and you're sort of out there and waiting for something to happen and you're not sure what it is. And that's the part that's scary, but it's also the creative space because that's when you get to envision that relationship, that business, that life of your dreams. But many people get afraid in that part, as you, as you pointed out. And so they go back to the person they had been with because they realize after dating a few men that maybe he's not so bad after all or she isn't so bad after all and they settle but they're not really happy and it keeps coming up and coming up until they really do make the leap and then the new beginning is when you after you've envisioned what you want in that creative space that neutral zone you identify you create an action plan to move toward it so my answer to the question is people really need i believe to understand this process and apply the lessons to it. And that's why I've created it. So people can understand how they respond to change and why, and not only focus on the change, but focus on that transit. I call it the transition journey and really getting in touch with what they need to let go of, having the opportunity and taking the space to envision what they want and then taking action, concrete action toward that vision. I think having um, a, that, that, plan that technique if you like that's not the right wording but having um seeing the sequentialness of 
um, the process, I think is really helpful. Yeah, I find it fascinating that change is one of the constants in life, a bit like death and taxes. <laughs> We're changing all the time. Life is changing all the time. And we'd be very unhappy if we were stuck with Groundhog Day, wouldn't we? We'd be bored out of our brain. Totally. totally. And, and yet people fear change. And so often they anticipate that the change is going to be negative. And so they're already down a rabbit hole of, but what ifs and not enjoying the now because they're so worried about the change that's about to happen. But I think using your structure of recognizing that letting go uh, and learning the lesson, for me, that's so important. What are the lessons that I can learn and taking that forward and having that space, that creative space where let's just be curious. You know, let's just w have a look and see what's available and not closing things down. Because I think so many people, they they jump from the fire uh, fire into the into the fire uh, frying pan or um, <laughs> because they're frightened. We're going to go for a quick break. When we come back, I'm really interested in your second book and the what you're doing now uh, and how you're helping people. So please don't go away. We're going to hear so much more when we come back. What's up, Jones? Jones. <laughs> Jones. 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 Woo! <laughs> Jonas? Yeah, it's keeping up with the Jonases now. Try to keep up. Whoever you are. Stay ahead in the all-new Tundra. The possibility of lung cancer can be pretty scary, especially if you're one of approximately 8 million current or former smokers at high risk. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know that now there's a breakthrough low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early, and it only takes 60 seconds. You stop smoking, now start screening. For an easy quiz to see if you're eligible, visit SaveByTheScan.org. It could save your life. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. Are you or a loved one struggling with addiction? Rancho Milagro Recovery is an accredited drug and alcohol addiction recovery program treating the whole person through their lifelong recovery process. Our process incorporates both medication-assisted treatment and psychological therapy to help all aspects of an individual's mind, body, and spirit. Our lavish accommodation sits on 60 acres of outdoor greatness where your privacy and discretion is our utmost concern. Find lasting recovery and walk away from addiction one step at a time. RanchoMilagroRecovery.com Welcome back. Now, Pamela, I know you have another book that's pretty well ready to go. Tell us about that book. Well, thanks for asking, Gina. It's called The Exploits of Minerva, Reflections of a 60-something Woman. Now, the context for this book is six women who have been supporting each other for more than 20 years in a women's circle through a variety of life transitions, burnout, separation and divorce, loss of the love of their lives, finding the love of their life, 
and it's told through the eyes of Minerva, who's quite playful. She's partly autobiographical. However, okay. I discovered her essence years ago, riding on a bicycle trail. <laughs> she came to me and then I shelved her. And she came back a couple of years ago and said, okay, you have to write about me now. And what I did for the other five characters is I interviewed friends and friends of friends to get their rich, real and raw stories about various transitions they went through. So my intention for writing the book is for women to better understand each other, the other women who are widows and feel like they're totally all alone in the world and realize they're not. And it could also be for men to better understand the women in their lives and the different transitions people go through. And so, yes, so I really had a lot of fun writing this book. And initially I thought it was fiction. However, then I was talking with, the, um, with my publisher and my publishing coordinator, and we realized it's creative nonfiction. So it actually has a story arc and draws people in by the story, but the, but the, but the stories are real. It's interesting, isn't it, the power of story, that we are often able to take on board the essence of the story in a way that's very different if somebody said this is what you need to do or this is what you need to think about. But being presented with a story and being engaged emotionally with that story almost gives us greater permission to consider our own role and how that story resonates with us. That's a beautiful way to explain the benefits of storytelling. I love that, Gina. So what for you now, what are the things that you're doing and how are you helping people? Thanks for asking. Well, right now I'm working. I've been doing market research for a new group program I want to launch called Reinvent Yourself, Let Go of Fear and Navigate Change with Clarity and Confidence. Because the women I've been interviewing have been telling me that they need to gain confidence. They want more clarity as we've spoken about where they want to go, whether it's start that new business, um, leave that, that full-time job, go to a company that has work that's more meaningful to them, whatever it is. And so that's my focus right now. So I'm really going back to supporting business and professional women to reinvent themselves. And uh, so I'm doing that. And then I'm switching my speaking, my keynote speaking, to workshops. So I'm really going pretty well, all virtual. I've done, I've lived and worked on five continents. I don't need to get on a plane to go and speak somewhere anymore. So I'm really, you know, looking at how do I take what I've done and put it all online and really support women at this point to reinvent themselves, particularly women in midlife and beyond. I think so many people, particularly after the uh, pandemic, have taken the opportunity to take stock and say, I don't want this anymore. I want to do something different, but don't always know how. That, that it seems beyond realistic to move from you know, a well-paid job where they seem to be successful to do something that actually is much more heart-centered and, and really fulfills them rather than just pays the check. The other thing I, I think that struck me is you're you're talking about um, the story being about you know women who are in their sixties, 
And as a woman in her 60s who started a new business, uh, a second business um, in her 60s, I think at one time, you know, by the time you reached your 60s, you were seen as past it and that you didn't have much to offer. And one of the things that strikes me that, that, that you are the very uh, epitome of here is a wise woman who spent decades um, creating and deepening her wisdom. And now you are in a position to share it in an even bigger way than you always have done. And I think, you know, the message to women out there who are in their 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, which is you have a really important place in society. And we need you to be taking that place and sharing your wisdom. Yes. And, and, and I and thank you for that. And I believe it's so. The world, what do they say? 70s, the new 50 or something like that? That's very true. I mean, not just physically. When you look at women now in the media, for example, who, you know, you look at them and think, my goodness, they are, you know, 50, 60, 70, 80, and they do not look their age, nor do they act their age in the sense of that they're, they're not acting old. They're acting vibrant and alive and making a real contribution to society. Yes, it, it's very true. And I, there was something I was just going to add to what we were saying in terms of reinventing ourselves. And it's just jumped out of my head. Oh, I know. One of the things that has really, um, I've connected with in the last couple of years is feminine leadership. Yeah. And the need for organizations to bring up the feminine to balance the, the, the masculine. So fem, when I think about feminine leadership, I think about qualities such as creativity, collaboration, emotional intelligence, inclusiveness, the qualities typically associated with the female. So anyway, several years ago, I believe there are no accidents with Ingun Bull, the founder of an incredible social movement called female wave of change now in about 40 countries and after an interview process I was asked to be ambassador for Canada to build that movement in Canada so and part of that part of that commitment was to create a legal entity so to that end in December of 2020 I launched a nonprofit. one of the things I hadn't yet done in my life you know <laughs> wave of change Canada and I'm currently building that uh, community in oh, that's amazing. I do believe, um, I believe very much that men and women have much to offer. I think it's very easy to, to, um, to assign men and women with different qualities. And I think those of you that are listening, if you're a male, recognize that you have lots of capacity to engage with those feminine attributes and approaches to leadership. And for women, I believe that you have such an important role, whether you're leading your family or your business or your community, that this is time to stand up and to actually become a beacon of light for others, because we sorely need it when you look at what's going on around the world. We definitely do. And I guess that's why I really connected with Ingen's message. And just so you know, there are men who are part of this movement. And I always, when I speak, say that men as well as women can have and learn these qualities. Absolutely. We're getting towards the end of the show. And, you know, the things that we've been talking about, I think are just so important. Um, 
And so we, I will have to have you back on the show uh, because I know there's a lot more for us to talk about. But before we finish, um, I am very proud to be a member of B1G1, Buy One, Give One, which is an organisation which helps um, those people less fortunate um, around the world uh, in so many ways. Um, and at the heart of what they're doing is empowering people to then take um, the control of their own lives by giving them that hand up, also supporting the environment. And one of the things that we do is that we offer each of our guests the opportunity to choose one of four projects that we donate to on their behalf. And uh, the four projects at the moment are clean water, education, health, and uh, helping of Ukrainian children um, in the conflict. Which of those four would you like us to donate to on your behalf? Helping Ukrainian children in the conflict. Thank you. Where can people find you? Very easily on, on the web. My website's pamela-thompson.com and that's T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N. And also if you're interested in Female Wave of Change Canada, F-W-O-C-Canada.com. Brilliant. Thank you very much for being my guest. Thank you for listening. I hope you found the uh, program um, of value to you. Please email me at gina, G-I-N-A, at genuinely-u.com and let us know what you think. And if there are any particular themes you'd like us to cover, then let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Do take care and I look forward to meeting you with the next show. And Pamela, thank you once again. Thank you so much, Gina. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening to Gina Gardner and Friends, the show that helps you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. To learn more about Gina Gardner, go to genuinely-u.com. If you would like to work with Gina or book her as a speaker, email her at gina at genuinely-u.com.